This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, hi and welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. It's your host Joey Alchin here and this week I'm not joined by any of my mates. In fact, just joined by myself. So let's get to it. I want to start with reviewing round nine. Now, we go all the way back to Thursday, the 5th of May, and we had the Rabbitohs against the Broncos, and what a performance from the Bronx. For you playing along at home, if you didn't watch, the Broncos absolutely destroyed the Bunnies 32-12, to and it was all the Adam Reynolds show, Adam Reynolds against the Bunnies. And it's how we called it on the last podcast. I said that Adam Reynolds, I think, would get it over the bunnies and kick them to shreds, and that's exactly what he did. Can we talk about this young winger, Selwyn Cobbo, and how good he's becoming? Um, scored two tries in this game, but is just just on fire at the moment. Not sure if he's uh, in line for a Queensland Origin call-up because it'll be between him and his other winger, Corey Oates. Now, Corey Oates has been just scoring tries this season for fun, which is quite shocking because he hasn't had a great couple of years. So it's good to see him back uh, and scoring tries and killing it. For the Rabbitohs, not really much to talk on. Um, Tane Milne got both their tries, but it was poor, very poor performance. We go back to Cody Walker, who's their 5'8 and captain in this one, as Cameron Murray is now out. And it just, it's not looking great for the Bunnies. They've had a couple of wins this season, but they're not looking the same as they did last year when they made the grand final. I'm not sure what needs to change there, whether once or trails back, if that will help them. I'm sure it will. He's a big body at the back. Um, he His ceiling is very high, so, you know, he'll be able to come back and play as that third playmaker as well, which I think will really help the Bunnies. But until then, they've just got to ride this storm. Obviously, Magic Round this week, so it'll be interesting to see how they go against the Warriors. I think they can get the win there. But Adam Reynolds... It just proved that he was the biggest loss to the Bunnies this year. If Reynolds was in that Bunnies team, the Bunnies win. But he was for the Broncos. And I just still find it amazing that the Bunnies were only going to offer him a one-year deal. And then we're going to pick his club after that. That's just ridiculous. He's been at the club since he was 16. Just shocks me. Anyway, a great performance there from the Broncos. We move on to Friday night, and the first game was the Raiders against the Bulldogs. Now, I took the Bulldogs in this one, hoping for them to uh, stand up with this <coughs> team that they've got of Vado Carr, Pengai, Dufty. As we talk about every week, these great players, but they just can't seem to win games. The Faders getting the job done 14-4. to uh, Again, though, it was all first half for the Raiders. Elliot Whitehead scoring in the 16th minute and then Frawley in the 30th, one conversion and then two penalty goals in the second half. So half-time it was 10-4, to 4, which not a great score. This game was played by errors. Matty Burton scored for the Doggies in their only try and his first try in Bulldogs' colours, which was great to see. But both of these teams are not expected to do a whole lot this season. Well, 
Let me rephrase that. Like the dogs have been touted as top eight this year, but the performances they're giving are not top eight worthy. They beat the Roosters a couple of weeks back, and that should have been their turning point. They should have been like, okay, we've just taken down a top four team, well, a team that will potentially make the top four. Here is our streak. This is where it begins, but they just haven't done that, the doggies. And I don't know how many games Barrett has left, but let's hope he's not sacked because I really like Trent Barrett, but we'll just have to see what happens. We move on to the second Friday night game, and it was the Panthers against the Eels. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to Episode 8 podcast, get on to that because I actually called this one. I called Parramatta for the upset against the Panthers. I said 19-18, so by a point. So I was pretty close. Eels winning 22-20 to in this one. Um, I didn't see a lot of this game. I was out with the wife, you know, got home duties and got to keep her happy. But when I looked at the highlights, it was so close. It was such a tight game. I think the Panthers on the back of winning against the Titans last week in that second half, though, they weren't great in that first half. I think they were due for a loss. I don't think a loss is necessarily a bad thing for the Panthers. Um, I think it will really help them in the long run. Nathan Cleary at the moment, I'm not sure what's going on with his goal kicking, but he missed two in this, which could have potentially won them the game. There's all that talk about the Parramatta trainer running behind the goalposts when Cleary went to kick, but if you watch the kick, he's looking down at the ball at the time which doesn't really affect his goal-kicking there. So I didn't think there was much in that. I don't think he should get fined. Um, But, yeah, the Eels were so strong. We talk about them being flat-track bullies, but it was really good to see them get the wood over their arch-rivals here out in the West. So, yeah, good play by the Eels. Ryan Madison just keeps churning out some good fantasy scores. If you've got him in fantasy, if you don't, Good little pod there. Playing off the bench, he got another try, 66 uh, fantasy points. So he's doing pretty well. If you had Cleary, I'm so sorry if you captained him. He only got 45, 40 or something, which was his lowest score that I think I've seen in years. So not great there. But at this stage, I had two from three, which was nice in the tips. Move on to our Saturday games. And our first Saturday game was the Manly Seagulls against the West Tigers. <clears throat> now, obviously, I've had a bit of Tiger fever the past few weeks. It's been good to see them get a couple of wins, but this one was pretty much over by about the 60th minute. Credit to the Tigers. They scored three late tries to get them back in the game, but it wasn't enough. The score, 36-22 to 22 to Manly. And this game was all about the rise of another Travojevic brother, Erbo, Ben Travojevic. Benny had a great game, scoring the first try in the 26th minute and then scoring the second last try in the 60th minute as well. <clears throat> he actually played in the second row. He was named to start at centre, but Morgan Harper returned as well. And so Benny played in the second row, and I thought he killed it. He did really well there. Um, Cherry Evans was again at his best, and he got himself a nice meat pie as well. Tommy Turbo was back. Didn't set the world alight, but if you had him in fantasy in his first return, I think he made 
uh, 52, which was nice. It's a good return. Um, if you had Burbo, Burbo actually got 64, which was nice for two tries. So a couple of good fantasy scorers there. I obviously have Jackson Hastings, and he got another 51 in a losing team, which is pretty good for him without a try. He has so many involvements in the game that I think he's very fantasy relevant. Probably not so much anymore because his price has definitely increased. But if you're looking for a good half, he could be a cut price keeper a little bit, Jackson. So, yeah, interesting to watch there for Hastings, but easy win here for Manly. We move on to our second Saturday game, and it was the Roosters against the Titans, and good to see the lads bouncing back. After a couple of losses, I've been a bit worried about the boys, but great to see a comeback here. The Titans, don't get me wrong, that the start of the second half, the Titans gave it to the Roosters, and I thought it was going to be a tight game, but then the Roosters ran away with it. James Tedesco scoring a hat-trick, getting 81 fantasy points. If you kept him in fantasy, well done, like me, I did. Uh, Daniel Tupo getting two tries, and Joseph Suwali bagging a double as well. Suwali's really coming of age at the moment. He's a big boy, big body. Um, the Titans, they just are not looking, they're not clicking at the moment. They're not connecting. The halves, they get the ball to the centres and it's just one up running. They get the ball to the edges and it's just one up running. They need to start playing around with it, getting it through the middle. They've probably got one of the smallest forward packs, I reckon, in the comp. Their front rows aren't as big as, you know, you, you look at your uh, Cohen Hess and McLean from the Cowboys or your uh, Saifidi brothers and David Clement from the Knights. Like they're big boys. Hargreaves from the Roosters. Um, the Titans seem to have quite small forwards. So I think that's something they really need to work on for next season is getting some big boppers in their team to just get through the line, take the pressure off a little bit. But, yeah, Roosters getting the win in this one, 44-16. Not really much more to add. A great win for the boys. Bounce back factor here. So it was good watch. Then we moved to our third Saturday game, and it was the Cowboys against the Knights. The Cowboys are absolutely flying at the moment, and this game was exactly the same. Well, in the second half, at least. The first half, the Knights were actually up, I think it was about 16-12 at halftime, and I was shocked. The Knights scoring right before the break with Chris Randall getting over the stripe. Um, Jacob Saifidi scored as well, and Dominic Young opened their scoring in the ninth, in the in the tenth minute. Sorry, but the Cowboys that second half they just ran away with it. Tommy Dearden getting a try, Kyle Felt, Joseph Nenai. We talk about this kid Jeremiah. Sorry, Jeremiah Nenai, not Joseph. Jeremiah Nenai. We talk about how good this kid is, and he just keeps scoring meat pies every single week. He's coming off contract at the end of 2023, and it's going to be really interesting to see if any clubs want to make a play for him. I talked about him a bit at the start of the season, saying that you know he was being touted to play Origin for Queensland, which I don't think he will this year. It could be a smoky, but I don't think he will. But the way he plays, if he can drop the demerits, the errors out of his game and the penalties, he would be a gun edge. He'd be one of the best in the comp. So, yeah, good to see the Cowboys with another win here, 36-16. to 16. The Knights not scoring a point in that second half. Again, Kalen Ponga, very quiet. He tried to get involved, but he couldn't do a whole lot. 
it was sort of how we thought it would pan out. Ponga played more in that six role and Tex Hoy played more at fullback, um, which is what we thought would happen anyway. If you listen to episode eight, we talked a bit about that. I just think Ponga needs his hands on the ball. He's got a pretty good boot on him, so it's not bad him roaming there at 5'8". For the Cowboys, Scotty Drinkwater played at fullback. He got injured in the 63rd minute, so if you haven't been fantasy, don't think that he... uh, was pulled off to bring in the hammer. He was just injured, so good news for drinky fans. And he's killing it at the moment. It's absolutely electrifying, Scotty Drinkwater. I think the hammer won't get his spot back at fullback. I think they'll just have to find another spot for him. I don't know if 14 is necessarily his position because he's more a back. He doesn't really, can't play hooker, can't fill in a lock. Um, so I think he needs to probably play centre for Peter Hiku. That's the best option I could see there. Move on to our Sunday game. Um, it was Storm and Dragons as our first one. Storm getting an easy win in this one, 42-6. to six, Sort of how we saw it panning out. But the biggest talking point from this game is Ryan Pappenhausen being injured. He's out for four to six weeks. If you've got him in NRL Fantasy, it's an instant sell. Uh, You get some good cash back, though, so plenty of options there to pick from. And that was after scoring two tries. So, Pappy, four to six weeks. Unfortunately, probably Miss Origin now. I think he would have got that uh, number 14 jersey. So, sad for Paps. Um, We wish him all the best. Nick Meany will move to fullback. I thought Meany was really good. Playing on the wing, he's been doing great. He's starting to sort of learn how to be... He's separating good players from great player. And he's becoming that great player. Some of the passes he was able to do back on the inside on the wing was phenomenal. So really good to see Meany there. The Dragons, there's not much to say. Debellin getting a try for them in the 71st minute, but the game was already over. Um, I The Dragons have won a few recently, and it's been great to see, but they never competed against Melbourne in this. And Melbourne just keep churning out some wins. So it's a hard game to win at Amy Park in Melbourne. So credit to the Dragons for sticking in there. But there wasn't much to see from them. And then we move on to our last Sunday game. And I got to watch this whole game, which I loved. And it was the Sharks against the Warriors. Now our talking point in this one is obviously Will Kennedy being sent off. Not Simbin, sent off for that coat hanger tackle on Reese Walsh. Look, it looked pretty ugly in slow motion and in real time, and I think it was the right call. Uh, it was pretty hectic from Kennedy. You don't really see him as that sort of player taking the line. On. But what this did do was it opened up Nico Hines to play two positions. So he obviously started at seven, scored the opening try in the seventh minute, and then once Kennedy went off, he sort of moved to fullback and was playing fullback as well. And if you had him in NRL Fantasy, he scored 136 points in Fantasy, which is almost Nathan Cleary-like. I think Cleary holds the record at 144. So incredible numbers by Hines. And if you're like me and we're just thinking about the game and the teams that they played this week and you captained him, man, great job. I captained Nico Hines and ended up with about 268 points, which was wonderful for my fantasy. It actually won my head-to-head. So 
Great stuff there. <clears throat> Connor Tracy in his first game back scored two tries. Great to see. Um, but the Warriors, it's just the same story of this bro culture that they have. They just come out every week and they're so relaxed, but they don't really compete with their opposition. I mean, they scored 10 points and that was in the first half and then didn't score another point. So it's just so hard to be a Warriors fan. If you are a Warriors fan, I know a couple out there. And don't get me wrong, I love the club. I love some of your players that you have. And Nathan Brown, he's always been a, a mainstay, a great coach for me. But they just need some uh, discipline in there, maybe some hard work to start getting the boys to get across the line and just to compete more, I think. So, yeah, it's it's sad to see. Just on the Sharks, before we uh, head into round 10, I think now with that injury to Ryan Pappenhausen, Nico Hines will get that 14 jersey for New South Wales. Definitely much deserved. He has been incredible for the Sharks this season. So, yeah, great for young Nico. So that's round nine, and I ended up with seven from eight in my tips, which was pretty good. Uh, the only game I got wrong, obviously, the doggies let me down against the Raiders, but that's okay. Seven from eight is still a great week. And then 998 in my NRL fantasy. Thank you to Nico Hines. So winning my head-to-head -head again, which was very nice. We move on to round 10, and it's magic round. And at time of recording, there's only been two games played so far, Friday night games. This is being recorded on Saturday morning. The first Friday night game last night was the Bulldogs against the Knights. And again, I backed the Dogs. I thought, this is the week. Knights aren't playing great footy. Come on, doggies. But again, they scored six points. Knights won 16-6. to six. This was a game that everyone wanted to be over. Very scrappy footy. Lots of errors. Lots of penalties. It was not great to watch. It was sort of like the Tigers-Titans game a couple of weeks back. Um, extreme, extremely scrappy, sorry. There was a great play from... Matt Burton to Josh Adokar to score a try. Matty Burton with a little grubber out to the left and Adokar scoring off it. But apart from that, the Dogs didn't do a whole lot. It was good to see the Knights really step up here. Edric Lee scoring in the 14th, Fredman Best in the 47th, and then Adam Clune finished it off in the 75th minute. A couple of tries were scored by the Knights, but they were called back for obstruction and uh, things like that. I'm not a big fan of the obstruction rule. It's one that just gets me every time. I feel like some players know that they're going to get a penalty if they put their shoulder into the attacking player, and I feel like a lot of them do that. I think they really need to separate if the defender is coming into the line or if the attacker is coming into the line, and I think you can help separate that and then choose whether it's a try based off that. Um, I'm obviously just a supporter, so... I don't make the rules, but that's just how I see it. So, nice win here for Newcastle back to 15th and the Doggies move back to 16th. So, I think they're just going to fight that out all year. Move on to our second Friday night game and it was Manly against the Broncos. I took the Broncos in this one and thank goodness I did. The Broncos getting the win 38-0 and we're going to be talking about that man again, Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds was electrifying in this one. He was outstanding. He just kicked Manly to shreds, which, again, I knew he would. 
He's just such a good player at the moment. If Cleary wasn't fit, I reckon Reynolds could be fighting for an origin jersey here. He is, the form he is in is just incredible. And again, we come back to Selwyn Cobbo, who got himself a nice little hat-trick. Corey Oates again bagged a double. Me and a mate were talking last night about Corey Oates, and he really slowed up the past few seasons, was more moving into that second-row territory. But this season, he just keeps scoring meat pies. He's just come back from nowhere, and I think he's fighting for an origin wing spot here. Like, the form he's in, you can't deny the guy. Uh, poor Manly not getting any points here. Bit of a donut for them. They were off their game. They were they were off their game. And even though it was a home game for Manly, it's magic round. So it was played at Suncorp. The Broncos always play well at their home ground, even though it said they were the away team. Uh, not much to add for Manly. Poor performance. They need to do better next week. Let's move on to the next game in Magic Round, and it's the Warriors against the Rabbitohs on Saturday at 3pm. I've tipped the Rabbitohs. I would love to see the Warriors get up and compete against them, but I can't see it. I think the Rabbitohs will get this one pretty easy. Cameron Murray has an injury and is looking to be out for about four weeks. So Cody Walker takes over the captaincy. It'll be interesting to see how Walker goes in his first full game as captain. Um, whether he can keep his head, because we know he's a bit of a firebrand sometimes. But I think the Rabbitohs should win that one by about uh, 20 points. I think it'll be quite big. Move on to our second Saturday game, and it's the Titans against the Dragons. The Dragons are favourites in this, but I'm actually going to take the Titans. I think they're due for a win. Um, I think they can play really good footy. Jaden Campbell's back at fullback, which is a massive boost for them. Uh, the Dragons have a great squad. And don't get me wrong, they've been playing some good footy bar their game last week against Melbourne. They've been playing good footy before that point. So they could definitely compete, but I'd love to see the Titans get the win in this one. I'm going to say Titans in a close one, Titans by four. Move on to the third Saturday game, and it's Storm against the Panthers. The game everyone is waiting to see, probably game of the round. Melbourne without Ryan Pappenhausen, Nick Meany moves back to fullback. And the Panthers are pretty much unchanged. They welcome back Scott Sorensen after he was sick last week. Talon May keeps that wing spot. Charlie Staines is gone. It's going to be a good game. I've gone Storm. I can't believe Panthers are favourites. I know Ryan Pappenhausen isn't in there, but last week he got injured in the first half and they still took it away. It was the Dragons. I think it'll be a lot closer against uh, Penrith, but I'm going to take Melbourne. If you play NRL Fantasy and you want a captain Cleary, it's not a bad option. I think Melbourne may shut him down, so I'm not captaining him this week. Um, but he should hopefully get a solid 50, 60 points. Harry Grant's another good option, uh, obviously playing in this game as well for Melbourne. But again, it's probably not great to captain someone in this game. It just depends because it's going to be so tight. I'm going to say Melbourne by a point, let's say a Cameron Munster field goal. Move on to our Sunday game. Our first Sunday game is the Sharks against the Raiders. It's all Sharkies for me. I reckon Sharkies put about 30 points on them. Nico Hines has moved to fullback, and Tricky Trindle is back at halfback. I've captained Hines this week in fantasy, but the only thing I'm worried about is Trindle's quite a good goal kicker, and he may take the goal kicking off Nico Hines. I hope he doesn't. 
I think they may keep Hines kicking goals because he's been doing it all year. Um, so why change the winning formula? But Tricky could definitely tick, uh, kick goals, sorry. Uh, the Raiders, there's not much to say. Jamal Fogarty trained with the team, which is interesting. So hopefully he's back earlier than expected. Um, but yeah, there's not really much to add for the Raiders. Uh, Jack Whiten's obviously still out. So Matt Frawley keeps that, uh, number six position. Adam Elliott again at nine. But it's all sharks for me. They're just playing such good footy at the moment and it's great to watch. They are absolute entertainers in 2022, so very good. Move on to our second Sunday game, and it's my boys, the Sydney Roosters, taking on the Parramatta Eels. Probably the second game of the round for me. I think this is a massive game. And for Roosters fans and for the Roosters players, I think we need to win this game. If we win this game, we've really cemented ourselves as a top team this year. Uh, we haven't beaten many top teams, so it'll be great to... Put a score on Parramatta. I'm going to say it'd be a tight one. I reckon we'll win by about eight to ten points. Um, obviously, Parramatta had that win last week against Penrith, but I think if the Roosters play hard, they can get the win here. And not much to add for teams. I think the Roosters have welcomed back. Uh, Daniel Sukafafida is on the bench. Angus and Satili start in the second row. Connor Watson's back at nine. We've seen Beryl's out injured. For the Eels, it's pretty much the same team from last week. They don't really have any added bonuses here. I think Ryan Maddinson deserves to be starting second row with the form he's in at the moment, but, I mean, it's hard. You know, if next season he's definitely fighting for a contract, there's talk that, he may not be at the Eels next year. The Dolphins are looking at him. They're looking at everyone, though. But uh, I think the Dolphins, it would be a good pickup. If they got Madison, he would be starting second row um, in that team, probably alongside Kenny Bromwich. they got Felice Kafusi as well. So I don't know if you play one of them at lock. be interesting to see. But I'm going the Roosters in that one by about 8 to 10 points. We move on to our final game of Magic Round. It's the West Tigers against the North Queensland Cowboys on Sunday night at 6.25pm. I'd love to say i got Tiger fever in this game and the Tigers will get up, but it's the Cowboys for me. The form the Cowboys are in, I'm still shocked by it. Every week I just can't believe that they're sitting third on the table, how good they are playing. And credit to Todd Payton because we all wrote him off. We all said after last season and the whole Jason Tamalolo shabakal that the Cowboys probably would be lower end this year. But, you know, credit to Chad Townsend, who is their halfback this season. And, you know, Townsend's been around a while, but a lot of people don't see him really as a, a game manager so much anymore because of his age. But he is just proving the critics wrong, and it's great to see Cowboys by about 16 in this one. So that's round 10, Magic Round. I hope you really enjoy it this week. Um, if you're not watching games, get to it, get KO'd and watch some games. Let's talk a bit of NRL fantasy. This week I've brought in two players. I brought in Matt Burton and I brought in Talon May because I had to sell Ryan Pappenhausen. And so I had a bit of cash. I sold him and I just I had to sell Brad Snyder because I he's just losing me money now. So I did a straight swap. 
uh, moved Burton into centres, brought him in and brought in Talon May, who will play, both of them will play around 13 as well. Uh, I can't see them making origin. So, yeah, it gives me a bit of cover there in the centres. I'm obviously looking to get Isaiah Papalihi towards the back end of the year and probably Tommy Turbo to ride home with as well. So, interesting to see what happens from there. But, yeah, if you're looking for some players this week, looking for a cheapie, Ben Trevojevic was probably good to jump on. He's already played, though, so because this is recording on Saturday. So if you're looking for a cheapie, probably to finish the week, Adam Elliott's still at a really good price, and he's starting at hooker. So great to see there. Probably a good little cheapie option. Well, now here's Dave with some AFL news. Hi, Joey, and hi, everybody. My name's Dave, and this is the Ruck Infringement AFL Roundup. Let's start with a wrap-up of Week 8, and there are a few upsets this week in a round that was pretty hard to pick kicking off with Port Adelaide, who have really struggled this season. After a slow start, they blew the doors off the Western Bulldogs in the third quarter to take home a nice win of 17 points at their home ground in Adelaide. On Friday night, the Fremantle Dockers had a big night out against North Melbourne. The Roos were thumped by the Dockers to the tune of 78 points. The Victorians only managing to score a measly 24 points for the entire game. The win moves the West Aussie team into second on the ladder, and let's see how long they can hold on to that for. Saturday, and Richmond played Collingwood at the MCG, and the game started off pretty close, but from the start of the second quarter, the luck went all the way of the Tigers, with Collingwood losing by 27 points. Next up was the Sydney Swans up against the Gold Coast Suns at the SCG. And the Suns haven't looked too great in recent weeks. And it looked like that was Sydney's game to lose. And so what did they do? They lost the game by 14 points. The scores were even at the end of the third quarter, but then the Suns ran away with it, restricting the home side to a measly two behinds in the final quarter. And a lot of Sydney fans, including me, were pretty devastated by that. Greater Western Sydney, who seem to be playing more games in Canberra than they do in their own city these days, were roundly thumped by the Geelong Cats to the tune of 53 points. And this result means that it's going to be pretty hard for the Giants to make the finals because they only have two wins to their credit this season and they're outside the eight anyway. At Marvel Stadium in Melbourne on Saturday night, Essendon versus Hawthorne, and the Bombers scored a rare win for themselves, building a usually strong Hawks side who seem to have had the legs run off them by the Bombers in this game. The Hawks had control of the game for three and a half quarters, and the Bombers kicked eight goals too in the final quarter to take the points home for the round. Also on Saturday night, in the Brisbane humidity, were the Brisbane Lions and the hapless West Coast Eagles, who are again trounced to the tune of 75 points. Brisbane are pretty much on fire. They've only lost one game this season. The West Coast Eagles are lucky to have one on the board at all, but they do. They're going to find it very difficult to make the top eight from here. Sunday's game started out with Melbourne versus St Kilda, and Melbourne have continued their unbeaten run, dealing the Saints are hiding. To be fair, the Saints didn't really look like they had much in the game, as they were consistently five goals behind at pretty much every stage of the game. And the last game for the week was Carlton and the Adelaide Crows at Marvel Stadium. This really hasn't been the Crows' season at all this year, and Carlton really let them know it, thumping them to the tune of 48 points. The Blues really put on a show for the fans with Charlie Curnow and Harry McKay in the forward line, between them kicking nine goals for the game. 
Let's have a bit of a look at round nine games. Uh, Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs at Marvel on Friday night. Both teams are coming off losses last week. It'll be hard to pick, but I reckon the Dogs, who generally square up pretty well against Collingwood, might have luck on their side and they might take home the points. Saturday, we're starting with Hawthorne and Richmond at the MCG, and the smart money would be on Richmond as they comfortably sorted out Collingwood last week. Not liking the look of Hawthorne that much at the moment, but it could be anyone's game. Let's see how that one pans out. North Melbourne plays Port Adelaide at Blundstone Stadium in Hobart. You'd have to tip Port Adelaide with this one. Now, Joey, I know how much you love to look at the odds for some of these games, and on this one, Port Adelaide is paying $1.11, while North's are paying $6.25 for a win. So that gives you a rough idea of who's expected to come out on top on that one. In a possibly closer and tighter game, St Kilda and Geelong at Marvel Stadium. I reckon the Cats should take it home, but it's probably going to be tough. St Kilda won't go down without a fight. Sydney Swans and Essendon at home. And last week I tipped the Swans to get up over 13-place Gold Coast, and I did my dough on that one and I wasn't very happy. Essendon are 16th, and if the Swans lose this one, I'll absolutely do my nana. There should be no excuse for the Swans not to take the points home for this one. Adelaide Crows versus Brisbane at Adelaide Oval, and it's fair to say that the Crows fans would go home disappointed with a loss against Brisbane this week. Brisbane are doing great things. Brisbane have only lost one game all season. Adelaide Crows are really struggling at the moment. There's no reason why Brisbane shouldn't take that one home. The Gold Coast Suns are at home to Fremantle, and I hope that the Dockers, who are in second place, can give the Suns some retribution for destroying the mighty Swans last week. GWS Giants are at home this week in Sydney against Carlton. And it's interesting that the bookies have tipped GWS as the short price favourites for a win in this game, despite Carlton having a blinder last weekend. Personally, I'm tipping Carlton for the upset. And last but not least, the final game over in Perth. Last plays first. West Coast and the undefeated Melbourne Demons playing in Perth, and you'd be mad to tip West Coast in this game. The tote makers are not idiots, Joey. They're paying $1 and 2 for Melbourne to win and West Coast to win at 17 bucks. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear who might walk away with the points in that one. And that's it for the AFL wrap-up for this week. I'm Dave, and I'll catch you all next week. Big thank you to Dave for that AFL roundup, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Ruck Infringement Podcast Don't forget to follow me on Spotify and remember, wherever you are, be good.